Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. Welcome to Move the Sticks live on location uh, at the Combine uh, in Indianapolis. This is this is Red Spot, Indianapolis, home, kind of home of the Hoosiers. Then I got my, my, my guy, Lan Z here, red has on his red kicks because he is just so oh. IU, so cream and crimson. And, and all <laughs> well, this, all this it's tournament time, Bucks. Like so, it's tournament time. You, know, so, you can come um, over on the bandwagon. No, 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 we're, we're ready. So we're, we're going to have an opportunity to preview okay. the Combine. We're going to yeah. talk about all the, the players to watch at this event. We got the defensive line defensive linemen and linebackers working today. We got the DBs working tomorrow. We got the primetime event with the quarterbacks and the wide receivers on Saturday, and then the running backs and the offensive linemen working on Sunday. And so, because this is a preview, we got to talk about our favorite guys, the guys that we're excited to see, the guys are, that we're talking about. These are red dot guys? Like, are these the guys? Yeah, I mean, they can be. They can be okay. your red star guys, guys that you really like. But let me start with the, the Hoosier, because right now he feels really good about his mm-hmm. team in basketball. So yeah. Let's let Let's let Red have, have have a little bit. You got some it. of the guys that you want to watch. Let's let's do it by category. Yeah. Let's do it by category. All so right, today so we, we start today, D-line, right? D lineman, linebackers. Who are the guys? Some you, you you're excited to see? 
Uh, I'm definitely excited to see a bunch of these dudes. Um, and we'll start with a couple of guys I saw in person this year. Uh, one of them was Mozzie Smith. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I mean, right up the gate. You So, like, you know that there's the debate, right, over who would win between an unstoppable force and an immovable object, right? Well, I think when you combine both of them, <laughs> Mozzie Smith just appears. And it's usually right at the line of scrimmage because he is the immovable object without question six foot three 200 340 pounds whatever he is i mean like he's like the number one guy on bruce feldman's freaks list he did like over 20 reps on the bench you know like which at 225 mm-hmm. that's pretty solid but it was 325 mm-hmm, yeah. okay so an extra hundo uh on the uh plates there for the bench and and look i i mean i watched him he wrecked Indiana's game plan from a run game perspective when I saw it in person uh, this past year. I mean, like he just would not be moved. And I think with the way the teams are playing this year, I think Mozzie Smith has an opportunity to find a real home um, with one of these teams looking for a big uh, kind of space eater there in the middle of the field. And then um, I, I'd actually like to bat this around with you guys for a second. The Lucas Van Ness debate. Yes. From Iowa, because yes. I think I've found another reason for Iowa yeah. Hawkeye fans to be upset um, <laughs> outside of the fact that the offense doesn't score touchdowns. Yeah. It's that they've had a potential top 10 draft pick on their team that hasn't started for the last yes. three years. Yes. Just your idea, your idea of Lucas Van Ness and then like where that sits with you in terms of, you know, how Iowa runs their program and how this guy maybe wasn't featured as much. A couple of things. So you talk about two Big Ten guys that are of interest. Mozzie Smith, everyone knows, is an absolute freak show when yeah. it comes to his athleticism. Uh, I think the thing that I've learned from watching Michigan guys in the past, Rashawn Gary was a guy who was a great athlete, but you didn't see the production. But then he has turned that production into all-star caliber production with the Green Bay Packers. So for Mozzie Smith, I think you have to grade him on a curve knowing that his best football is certainly ahead. Uh, I think we've Lucas Van Ness, the one thing that you know about Iowa guys, it's all about the developmental plan, right? Like what they do in the wave room, how they take these guys and they really make them and build them up into becoming outstanding players. It's one to watch. But the fact that he didn't really play early on, when you see the athleticism and the talent and those things, is really mind boggling. And then when you turn on the tape, you see a nonstop, high motor guy who is relentless in his approach. Hercules does a really does a really good the job golf. of making it happen. So it's you know it's it's interesting. I believe he will have an opportunity to debunk some of those narratives yeah. that are kind of around his game if he puts up an outstanding performance here at the combine. Yeah. I think uh, first of all, Mazzy Smith, he's going to put up numbers like Don Terry Poe, which were famous mm. for for big man stuff. He's going to be very fast on the three cone drill. Uh, do a lot of he's going to jump high, jump far. Like anybody who remembers Don Terry Poe's combine, it was a it was, it was a really, monster. Coming combine. out of Memphis, yes. right? It was yes. ridiculous. Yeah, it was yeah. ridiculous. And and I've I've already kind of got the numbers what they should look like, and they're going to look a lot like Don Terry Poe's. Um, Lucas Van Ness is tough for me because. So big, strong, and relentless works in the NFL. Those guys make it in the NFL. But I'm having a hard time getting on board with top 10, and I, I'll tell you why. I love the physical stuff, mm-hmm. but, man, the, the pass rush stuff is just very – there's just not a lot of actual skill level on the rush, and that's fine. You know, but I saw A.J. Epinesa, who was very skilled as a rusher, but didn't have Lucas Van Ness's juice. So now I got a guy who has more juice, but, <laughs> Which doesn't, have rather? The, but doesn't have the yeah, rush. And so – if he gets coached up and learns moves and Bucky, I don't know. I mean, maybe you talk to D line coaches, you know, 
I know you can coach it, but is it automatic that that a guy is going to learn the moves he needs to to become a more skilled rusher? I mean, look, it's not. It's definitely not automatic. I mean, right. I, I think the thing about it is nothing's you know, automatic. You talked about AJ Epinesa, who I thought was going to be an absolute, not a necessarily a star, but I thought he was going to be a high end player, and he's been fine. Yeah, he's been okay with the Buffalo Bills, but he hasn't been that. So you talk about a more accomplished rusher and Epinesa over Lucas Van Ness. I think the one thing, uh, the motor, the energy, the things that you see on tape, uh, I think we've seen more of those kinds of guys have success of late. The guys that just kind of outwork you on the edge and win with second and third effort. He gives you that. Yeah. Um, you know, when you talk about like pass rushers and moves and you wonder how it's going to translate, uh, the guy that I really have struggled with throughout this process has been Miles Murphy uh, from Clemson. When, when you see him, like freak athlete, like people talk about first step quickness and burst and you see the flashes I don't know if I necessarily saw the dominance uh, that you would expect to see. And maybe I have that Cleland Farrell thing kind of hanging in my head oh. where I'm scouting the helmet and not necessarily the player. But I just worry because when was the last great Clemson defensive end that had a lot of success in the league? We haven't really seen that. No. You know, we had Shaq Lawson and I can't remember the other guy came out the same year as Shaq Lawson. He went even higher. Bob Bowers, right? Um, we had that. Yeah. But there was another one, uh, Kevin Dodd. Oh, yeah. Kevin yeah, Dodd, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, you're right. right. I mean, um, and the thing with Miles Murphy is he's solid. Like, he's good against the run, but he's not a real twitchy, explosive guy, but he's rock solid. Like, he's a mm -hmm. solid player. But wh what's funny is in the, in, the, in, the, in the job we do, in the business we do, you know, all these other guys have their – their rankings out and their mock drafts. And so I see all these guys way up there and I come in watching a tape expecting to see that. And I realize, wait a minute, I'm not seeing what, yeah. what all this early, what all the early buzz is. And then you come in and have a different opinion and the fans get mad. Like, well, we've been, oh, well, everyone else thinks that I'm like, well, let's see if everyone else thinks that in a month. Yeah. Or too much, you know, when, when more people start weighing in. So um, I think, I think Miles Murphy for me now, he's going to test well. He was on, I, I've been told, I think he might've been on Brewster's freaks list also. He's going to run well. Mm -hmm. He's going to test well. It's just that I, oh, I don't always see that twitch and that explosiveness on tape as a rusher, but I think he's, I think he's very, very solid. You know, a guy that is, was also on the freak list because that's what you see out here. We're looking at the freaks, right? Yeah, no, but that's really where it comes out. I mean, like that's what this yes. is. Yeah. I mean, Will McDonald jumped over a yeah. car. Well, Will McDonald I mean, has, you, you just you don't stand that in, sort of thing. You don't, you don't stand in the driveway and just jump over a car. Boop. No, I mean, I, I did, but it's been years. Like, and not since I was in my twenties was I jumping <laughs> over cars, years. but so it's been years. I can't even get back to those days, but, but um, Will McDonald is going to jump. He's got a 42-inch vert. He's going to broad jump over 11 feet. Like, this is freaky stuff. And then he's got a spin move. Wait until you see it, right? You're going to oh, be yeah. down on the field with Dwight. That's Dwight, right, on NFL Dwight Plus. Freeney. Yeah. Dwight Freeney, that spin move is exactly what Will McDonald's inside spin counter appears to be modeled. Because he's got the helicopter arms, too. Oh, yeah, the ice pick. Yeah. The ice picks. Exactly. So where you where you're able to yeah. work around a guy. But he's only, I don't, know what his, I don't know what his weight was. I haven't seen his weight. But he's He's kind of thin wasted on so in, a, in an entire draft and we'll get into this with with guys who are undersized like we've never seen before mm -hmm. we're having to balance unusual size numbers with high-end production and McDonald is a freaky athlete who I think is definitely going to be in the first round especially after he showed out shows out out here the the edge rusher from Iowa State yeah 
He's a fantastic player. I'll give you one linebacker. Um, maybe all I need to do is just put the, oh my put God. the shoe up. Oh my uh, God. No, but seriously, on Cam Jones. Um, Cam Jones played the first five games as the best player in Indiana's defense by far, was playing at an all-Big Ten level, got hurt, foot injury, missed the last seven games. Um, and he is... I mean, I was talking to Tom Allen, the head coach at IU this week, and he was just saying, like, he is literally everything you would want a linebacker mm -hmm. to be, embodies everything you would want from that position on your defense. Now, he's going to test fine. I don't know that he'll be, you know, like the wow guy in, in terms of the testing, mm -hmm. but where he will wow is in the suites and in the meeting rooms. Mm -hmm. and teams are going to love his football IQ, which has gotten so much better. He mm -hmm. came to IU as a wide receiver. Mm. then played safety, then moved to linebacker. So he's still relatively young in his experience at that level. And I think his instincts and his awareness, while really good last year, um, is going to get even better. And the last thing I'll say about it is, like, I was talking to the coaching staff, they firmly believe if he was healthy, they'd have won three more games. Like, that's the kind of impact that he can kind of make. Well, look, he is an impact player, yeah. and you see it pop on tape. The fact he made that transition from wide receiver to safety, then the linebacker, speaks volumes about him. The one thing that you you, you can see on tape, he can run around, yeah. uh, is that physicality. It's different. I mean, that to go from wide out to then smacking Carry people, that toughness, yeah. Yeah, like that, that He's toughness. He's instinctive, too. Something. Now, I've seen you buzz about this guy because we've talked about yeah. uh, Drew Sanders from Arkansas. Uh, do you feel like there's not enough love in the streets from a man for Arkansas? It's funny. It's, you know, I don't think DJ hears one thing about him and then I hear another from teams. And so I think, you know, I think I'm higher than everyone else. I think he's a back end of the first round, second half of the first round type mm -hmm. guy from what I'm hearing. Um, but I know this, he was a five-star from Denton, Texas, who went to Nick Saban. I mean, Nick Saban recruits pretty good players. Yeah. He went there as an edge pass rusher, got behind a bunch of guys like Will Anderson, who you're probably not <laughs> yeah. going to play. He goes to Arkansas, switches to inside linebacker, and ends up with over 100 tackles, 13 and a half tackles for losses. And like I think nine, nine sacks, and half, right? Nine, nine and a half sacks. Like, and that's year one at inside backer. You can rush him outside off the edge. You can get him, put him in the A gap or B gap, and he's got this sweet little inside move that's really tough for uh, you know guards to handle and tough for plotting tackles. You can match him up against certain tackles as an outside rusher, I think, on certain downs. And, you know, I want to I want to compare him a little bit to Fred Warner, but he doesn't he doesn't cover. He didn't have the same fluidity as Fred Warner. My comp in, in my NFL draft profile is Tremaine Edmonds because he was a freaky, yeah, long, yeah, explosive. Long. And he's going to test well. He's going to jump well. Um, he fills up all the stat sheets, just the stat sheet, just like Jermaine Edmonds did, but I think he's got better potential instincts, although he's still learning. You know, you can't just go from edge. I had a I had a corner tell me one time, you can't just go from an outside position to down the middle and think you're seeing the angles the same way. You got to learn those angles, and the only way you do it is playing. Yeah, so here's the thing about about him. You, you talk about comparing him to Fred Warner. When you look at the sack production, it reminds me a lot of what Devin White was able to do during his time with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when he had that big season where he was getting eight, nine sacks for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and adding on to the rush as that blister. Sanders has that. And you talk about the edge rushing uh, experience in his background. That is something that I think is valuable in today's game. And so I'm really excited to kind of see him work out because I want to see what it looks like. I just don't know if he's got enough love. And then let's Let's go back to the uh, the Big Ten because my what Big Ten get over here. How about my guy Campbell? Campbell, yeah, Campbell. Jack Campbell. Well, that's Jack the Campbell. thing that I'm like with Lucas Van Ness. Like I talk about Iowa all year long. I rarely mention the guy who might get who's going to get drafted maybe a round ahead of Jack Campbell. Um, you talk about Jack Campbell. I talk about Riley Moss a lot. There just wasn't that conversation on Lucas oh, Van Ness. Riley but anyway, Moss. but uh -oh. everyone knows 
who Jack Campbell is. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, everyone knows. I mean, you talk about super productive. Buckets uh, winner, the whole you know, deal. We talk yeah. about a traffic cop. Like, that position is about being able to communicate and relay all the information to everybody from the sideline to the field, but then to make plays and have the physicality and thump that you need. He brings that, and it's impressive. You know, it's funny. We talk about Iowa. Uh, I know a couple years ago, I came here in this stadium and watched him play Michigan in the Big Ten Championship game. Wasn't the same kind of team this year, but man, talk about putting out players. They well, have some players, I, and especially on the defensive side, because there's more dudes. Uh, there's more, and there's more dudes coming. So too. you know, speaking of Jack, Jack Campbell needs to run well. That goes for every linebacker. Yes. They so the number used to be four seven. You need to be under. That was a, mm-hmm. the 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 line of demarcation. Yeah. is four seven. Josie Jewell, for example, super productive. He was over that mark. Yeah, he was a fourth round pick. So you want to be under that mark. But I think more and more, what's happening? We're gonna have Trenton Simpson come out of here from Clemson and run in a four fours. Right. So the more and more the speed is now coming down even more and they're getting faster and smaller. And I'm wondering now if that four, six high four, six is even good enough anymore. Now at some of the linebacker positions, I think they want you being down in the low four sixes now because the league is so speed intensive. Yeah, it, it is speed intensive. You got to have guys that can run on the second level. Those playmaking positions, the guys that kind of tie everything from the front end to the back end, they're really important. We've seen teams that have those defensive playmakers are able to get it done. And what we're about to do yes. is we're going we're gonna to take a little break and then we're going to come back and talk about some of these DBs. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are busted. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. 
But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. All right, back here on Move the Six. Combine event coverage beginning today, Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. D-linemen and linebackers on the field. You'll see some of those guys we just talked about here getting you ready for the upcoming NFL draft. You'll see Rich Eisen, Daniel Jeremiah, Stacey Dales will be down on the field, Chris Rose, Charles Davis, Peter Schrager, and Ian Rappaport, of course, as well. And then uh, I'll be on NFL Plus today down here on the field for the drill portion only with uh, some a star-studded cast, fellas. I got Calais Campbell, okay, Matt Judon, oh, uh, Dwight Freeney. Me and Judon have beef. Oh, you do? Oh. Yeah. Oh, Judon said, he said, y'all don't listen to Lance Zerline come draft time because he basically said I was trash. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? So I went to my draft. I went to my draft profile. That's right. It was a very friendly draft profile. It was very friendly. Dude had 20 sacks at Grand Valley State. So I cut it out. I just said that he had to prove he could come off the ACL tear, which he had at the time, and prove he could compete against a higher level of competition. Pretty much standard stuff, you know. And so I copied and pasted on Twitter, and I said, this is what you're – like, you thought I was calling you trash here? And people were like, Matt – my own family talks worse about me than Lance <laughs> talked about you. At the, so, hey, yeah, so Matt. Everybody's got something everybody's that got they something. need. I said, I said, that's fine. I know. I, I thought yeah. DK Metcalf was like, I had him seventh in the draft. He went last pick of the second round. He took my weaknesses section and put it in his put it in his, his locker, locker room. Well, yeah. See, I'm yeah. like, what about, yeah. no, what about the strengths, DK? What about the strengths? You're the reason haters. for his success, I think, is basically nah, I mean, if I have saying. to drive, um, if I have to drive it, that's fine. That's fine. So Who's I'll be, be down the next there guy? with those guys on NFL Plus only for the drills, the NFL Plus players only combine. So excited for that. Um, and then, of course, tomorrow, Friday, we get the DBs, right? The mm-hmm. corners and the safeties yes. take yes. center stage yes. where we might yes. see some Usually of Usually it's wide receivers speed. that hate Bucky. Like, yeah. um, you know, I, this is how you know I've been doing shows with Bucky Jordan for Payton. years now. Yeah, Jordan because pay, players are starting to get upset with me like they get upset with Bucky. Tyler yeah. Boyd had some beef with Mayock um, a couple of years ago oh, he when he was yeah. coming out, yeah, he, wasn't he in did. the top five. He now did. Bucky's yeah. taking on the role of the top five position well, Bucky players. Won, but Bucky won his beef with his player that year. Yeah, Jordan Payton. Yeah. yeah, I think he's somewhere like... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, so we got a lot going on here uh, at the Combine. Bucky might actually run a 40 uh, Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. It's not going to yeah. be a... Workers comp. Workers uh, comp. There's no run, Bucky run. No, none of, none of that. Let's get to the DBs here, bud. 
That, look, the, D, the DB uh, conversation is going to be interesting because there's a lot to separate. I mean, people will talk about Devon Witherspoon from Illinois. Ball skills. Man, I feel like, is, is this like a Big Ten only podcast? I feel like we've talked a lot no, about No, it's the just Big where Ten. the best players are. I feel like we talked about Joey Porter Jr. Penn State. Like we were talking about Witherspoon from Illinois. We got Joey Porter Jr. Yeah, with from DJ Florida Turner, Wings Michigan. Fan. I mean, we have a lot of guys to talk about. Witherspoon, to me, I want to see what he weighs in, what he looks like physically, because mm-hmm. he was listed at 180 throughout the fall. And uh, that's a little light, but you can play. I mean, even though we saw Sauce Gardner, who appeared to be kind of tall and lean and those things, he played at a all-pro level. Yeah, The guys, uh, he, uh, the guys he hits uh, generally feel like he weighs more. Yeah, I mean, look, look he's light as a rock, evidently. Like, he, he, does bring, <laughs> he does bring the pain. The one thing that I like about him is how fluid he is in everything that he does. His turns and transitions, he's been well coached up on how to play the game on the perimeter. And then the physicality. The physicality, the toughness, the instincts, all those things you see. It is a great opportunity for him to kind of cement his status as the undisputed number one corner in this draft because he has a lot of tools that he brings to the table. You're born with ball skills or you're not. Like, I don't... You can do things to improve them, but you either are born with that dog. It's part dog, part uh, hand-eye coordination. Like you just completely yeah, like my for us yeah. There. I could not play DB. <laughs> Thank you very but, much, Lance. Yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> uh, but I think that you know with Witherspoon, there was a couple times on tape. I want to see, like, I want to see him run. I want to see him run because there was a couple times where I got a little bit concerned about mm-hmm. the speed. But at the end of the day, ball skills are the most important thing in football. I think. I mean, you can cover up certain speed deficiencies, but I don't really know that he's speed deficient. He's supposed to run about a 4.45 out of here. I mean, that's plenty, plenty fast. fast. That is plenty fast. The guy that I have the issue with is is, is Joey Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, because a lot of people have him. Probably he's the presumptive number two cornerback on the board. The one thing that I love is I like the size. I like the length, the range and all that. I never see him backpedal. I never see him backpedal. I see him play nose to nose. He hasn't shown a proficiency when it comes to playing off and backpedaling, transitioning, and driving. And in these drills, uh, we'll get a chance to see some of that true serum. Can yeah, he do that? But you just don't play him that way, right? Because I, I don't yeah. think he can play that way. No, I don't think he can play that way. But, man, he's limited in terms of that. And he's also kind of handsy. So if he can't play with his feet and he's all arms and hands, well, you know, the league is different. You only get well, five yards. But that's but he can literally touch the receiver from five yards off. Like, that's I mean, how long his long arms, arms are. Um, do you, I mean, you guys remember watching the Purdue game, right? The, the opener yeah. against Penn State. They targeted him 14 ton, times and ton. he had like a school record six pass breakups. Jones couldn't. He was he was plugging Jones up at the yeah. he was getting hemmed up off the press. But that's what I really like. Like to me, he's only he's a press only guy or maybe you can run a little shuffle cover three, let him side shuffle. But I'm with you, Bucky. When I watch him on tape, you don't see him pedal and transition yeah. because I think that's a big weakness of his, but it makes him more scheme mm-hmm. dependent. And so now fewer teams, like the amount of teams willing to consider you might shrink a little bit. Yeah. Okay. It I, might get shrink. That. I mean, but um, why have you, why have we not talked about Christian Gonzalez? I'm trying to take it to the pack. I'm trying to get it out of the big 10. Yeah, Bucky, I'm going to get it on the West coast. This guy's going to yeah. run really fast. He's six foot two, 200 pounds. He's going to jump out of the gym. He's going to run really fast. And I think you're going to see a smoothness in his hips. Rarely do you see a guy with this kind of straight line speed with that size and fluidity. A lot of times they're a little tighter in the hips. And I think now I actually liked his Colorado tape better in 21. I was actually going to ask you about that. Yeah, Yeah. And then he went to Oregon and, and he and Drake London had a great battle. Uh, and Drake, Drake won a couple of those, you know, for a big catch and a touchdown. But I think Christian Gonzalez is a guy who, after his combine, I think he jumps into the top eight. And I'm going to predict he's CB1 after the combine. I'm with you on that. I think he can be CB1. 
Um, I'm, you know, down the, the line a little bit, I'm uh, kind of intrigued with Caillou Blue Kelly, um, yeah. at, uh, Stanford, you know, good, at, good senior. Bowl. Yeah. Good senior, good senior bowl. bowl. And, you know, didn't have, I, I felt like his junior year was a little bit better than this past year. Almost like Paulson Adebo. When you remember coming yeah. out, had the yeah. phenomenal sophomore year I like, you know, led the league in pass breakups, led the, led the nation in pass breakups and then kind of, um, you know, but went junior down a year bit. wasn't good. And then he was a COVID opt out. That's right. So no one knew like, yeah, wasn't no one sure what they it. were getting. Yeah. So, I kind of feel a little bit similar with Caillou, whose dad was Brian Kelly, Super Bowl champion with mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Bucks, great safety, but finished his career with the 2008 Detroit Lions, mm. which you might remember did not win a single football game. A lot of uh, 16. But I asked Caillou about that, and he was like, I learned so much about dealing with adversity in this game from my dad's experience with that team. And so I just like, I, I, I like the fact that this dude has has football in his bloodlines. He knows about the game. He's been around the game with his dad and, and just kind of has some of those experiences and, you know, has some of that knowledge on how to deal with everything that the NFL will see throw at you uh, when you get there. You guys were both at East-West, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I watched a guy on tape the other day. I wrote up, I finished all the combine guys. We're, 300, we're 350 even right, right now. That's beautiful. So I wrote this guy up and I'm like, man, how is he, how is he not getting talked about? Maybe he is by teams. It was Terrell Smith from Minnesota. Mm. Man, he was all big over dude, right? everybody on yeah, tape. Good yeah. size. Yeah. He had good movement. He was a press corner. I watched the year before, and the technique wasn't very good. And he just he wasn't nearly as good. And then I watched the next year. I'm like, man, he went to school. He's staying low. He's real smooth down his pedal. His transitions are better. I mean, technique. Guys, this is why you can't quit on a player when they're freshmen or sophomores. Right. Or the same way you can't when they're rookies. Mm-hmm. Like, guys can get better. But I don't know how he played at East-West, but I thought his tape was really, really good. Yeah, yeah he was I, a, I think he, was he did. He did well in the one on ones. Um, you know, a lot of, for a bigger corner. I, I feel like uh-huh. that. that and there are some big corners in this draft too. My I mean, goodness, right? I mean, there are a lot of. This is foot. the year for that. Yeah, Corey Trice, six three, two nineteen from Come on. Purdue. I mean, Big Ten. Of well, course. you know, yeah. did, look, the Kaipiket lead. Everyone's looking for the next Tariq Woolen. Yeah. So yeah, because Tariq Woolen, fifth round pick, has has success, plays at a high level, all those things. People are looking for that big athletic corner. Not all I those will, dudes are going to run four two six though. Like, no, 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 no. They, <laughs> yeah. they, they absolutely are not. Yeah. And not all of them will find a scheme that's right. perfect for what they bring to the table. Great point. Great point. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, Riley Moss, another interesting one. How did he do at the Senior Bowl? Because I didn't get to see him very. He was much. good. Riley was solid. Yeah, <clears throat> he played solid. He's solid on tape. I think he's more of like a, a fifth round guy. I think yeah. he's a backup, a cornerback four. Um, a lot of people are going to talk about transition to safety. That's yeah. you know that's the talk you you always get into because I know Bucky's dying to talk about it. We can I, talk about it. No, like, you can look. I look. I can I can say this because I played against Jason Seahorn. Okay, and okay. Jason and Jason Seahorn is a rare animal on that. Yeah, I mean I, I gave him a little work in college, but that's all right. I, I, I played because the dude played for a long time. He's super athletic. The thing about Riley Moss and he has to notice, and everyone has to notice, when you put him out there, he's gonna get all the smoke. And so yeah. can he, can he mentally hold up? Yeah. hold up against like all the balls going his way? But he's a terrific player. He has great instincts and awareness. And I understand that natural conversation, people's like, hey, he has to bump inside. But for me, you put him outside and let him yeah. let him live on the island for a little bit. And if he can, you leave him at corner. If not, then you always can move him in. He's tough. Later. Like he can play cover two and go and go hit you. He's got some instincts. He's got some quick movement. Like he's a legit corner. Yeah. He's going to make it in the league. The question's going to be, 
what scheme? Is it a corner or is he going to be at safety? But I, I talked to a couple of DB coaches said, no, he's a corner. There's, you don't need to put him. It's, there's no reason to talk about putting yeah. him at safety right now. Going to play himself out of it. Yeah. Uh, let's get quickly because, uh, you know, obviously with the defense is on tap Thursday, Friday. Let's get quickly to the weekend here because we'll have a few more pods this weekend to and tomorrow and Saturday to preview more in depth what's going on with the QBs and stuff. But let's start right there, Buck, with the, with the QBs that we're intrigued to see. Oh, uh, it's showtime. It's showtime. Like, you know, Bryce Young elected to sit this one out, but we're this is the see, Midwest Apollo. Yeah, we're gonna see showtime. We're gonna see, yeah, we're gonna see <laughs> we're gonna see some guys show and prove. Uh everyone's gonna talk about CJ Stroud and rightfully so because he and Bryce Young are competing for that, that QB one spot. So he'll have an opportunity to be center stage and show the the world how he can spin it. This dude has great natural talent. He throws at the ball as, as well as anybody that I've seen in a long time. And you go back and you look at the tape, man, however you Want it, he can deliver to you that way. So his ability to spin it, everyone will look at that. But then you know what it is, man. It's they the, are, baby. It's, it's, it's the tools, guys. Mm-hmm. It's the tools and the talent and the traits that would be Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. Get your popcorn ready. They're they're in the they got their own category, right? Bryce is in one category. Then you got CJ in his own. By the way, most accurate passer in the quarterback, no doubt. He puts it on his head. If it's a swing pass, he's got he's leading you. You're gonna ball catch it, and your his ball placement's terrific. I mean, it can't be said enough. Um, but the other two guys, Levis and Richardson. So the these are the guys that now everyone has the Josh Allen thing to lean on. Yeah. It gives you the hope. Maybe they're the next Josh Allen, right? Yeah. Now that might be. That might be um, a false outlier that yeah. is is you're chasing a unicorn. There's a good chance that you also might be the next Jake Locker. So <laughs> you got to be careful because not everyone. And by the way, that was my comp on Josh Allen. So I clearly missed on Josh Allen. But not everyone can can correct those mm-hmm. those accuracy issues. But without question, Anthony Richardson to me has the type of talent that w- without question, if all the things go right, he's the best quarterback in the draft. If, if everything goes right, which is mm-hmm. very, very difficult, but he has mobility, but so does Will Levis. Levis was playing through three injuries. Levis has mobility too, but takes way too many sacks. Yeah. Richardson has true dual threat, big time dual threat capability. He has the biggest arm in the draft, I believe, in terms of just pure power. And then, um, you know, but the problem is he still has a long way to go in terms of the polish. So you have to be in the right position to let him develop and probably the right quarterback coach slash head coach maybe with that too. Will Levis is a guy that the 22 tape is, I mean, it's just bad. It's yeah. It was bad. It's not good. And then you find out he had, three injuries that most guys would have been out for the year and he played through them. So you got to go back to 21. And I still think there are issues in 21, but I'm not going to lie. There's some tapes where you say, whoo, there, there's some throws where you go, wow, it's Aaron Rodgers type stuff. But there's too many, there's too many really bad Aaron yeah. throws right now and decision-making problems for me on tape, Bucky, to get down with this one through three stuff. Yeah, I, I get that too. And I felt like when I was watching uh, Levis, like the, the phrase that kept coming to mind is, is sometimes he's courageously oblivious. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? should be a t-shirt. <laughs> right? Nice. Like he's just like, he will stand in there. It's almost as if he does not care yeah. about where or the obliviously courageous. Either one. One way or the other. Like you remember that game against Florida, right? The dude comes off the right side and just ear holes him, helmet pops off. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's like, holy smokes, is this dude all it's right? very tough. He pops back up and he's like, hmm, all right, cool. That's all you got? Yeah. I'm like, all right, well, that's cool. I well, love the toughness. And this is why some people will say, this is why some teams will look at a play like that and they immediately go, hey, Bryce Young, 
can you can you handle that? Hang in and right. take that because right. we know he could for years. Roethlisberger could, yeah. Cam Newton could, you know, Justin uh, um, Field. Fields can. Um, Although he's been banged up, yeah, he has, you know, he has. But yeah. you know, that's why they look at those big guys. But it's unfortunate that Bryce isn't going to throw. But I figured this is what I thought uh, like a couple weeks ago. I said, what's going to happen is Bryce is going to come in. He's going to weigh two hundred. He's going to hit the magic two hundred on the scale. He's not going to run. He's not going to throw. And then when he gets back to his pro day and he's weighing his real weight, he ain't going to check in on the weight right, on the right, scale right, right, that right. day. Well, you got my weight. Strategy, man. You it's got strategy. my weight, and that's a wrap. We're good on that. Um, the last thing I'll say on the quarterbacks with uh, Anthony Richardson, I just like hat tip, man. Like, great. I love that you're going to run. Showcase your yeah. skills, man. Show your strength. If that's one of your strengths, go out there and show it. You know, like hey, I, I yeah. want to ask you guys yeah. a general question on this because we're all on social media. And Bucky, you see all the different mm-hmm. smoke that's out there. I felt like one of the things that was truly unfair to Malik Willis last year is that Twitter and social media built this kid up so far beyond what the tape was that the expectations probably for him and his camp and everyone involved yeah. were so outrageous. And then when he goes in the third round, he became the guy that everyone wants to see his reaction and all this. Yeah. And I'm seeing some similar stuff with Anthony Richardson, where I think that the hype, the hype is for they keep showing the LSU run and there's a throw where he rolls right and throws a dime in the end zone. But I feel like the hype is beyond where the tape is now. And I think we have to keep in mind that these guys, all of them need develop. Chris Ballard said this. Every one of these quarterbacks need development, including Bryce Young. There's a development that needs to happen. So I know the hype train on social media gets strong. But man, give these guys a chance to grow up and be nah, the quarterbacks. Nah, come on, quit trying to be the voice of reason. No one wants to hear that. <laughs> yeah, no. no one wants to hear that. When it comes to Anthony Richardson, the one thing that I worry about is lack of experience. Only one year. Yeah. Uh, when yeah. we've seen the quarterbacks that have had success, normally they play two, three years as starters. Those reps matter. And so for him, he is really a developmental prospect. But if you hit on him, you talk about a guy that can be a game changer. Let's do uh, just a couple of quick wideouts and tight ends, and then uh, we'll get to the running backs and offensive linemen tomorrow since they're not on until Sunday. Um, so wh- wideout for me, I'm really curious to see Quentin Johnson run the gauntlet. I want to no. see him run the gauntlet. I want to see I hands catches. catches yeah. right? I want to see natural hands because I feel like the 10 drops that he had this year or the 10% of drops on the targets that he had, the majority of them were body were when he let it come into his body and it would bounce off. He couldn't, he couldn't cradle it. Some of them, too, were focus drops. Like, I talked to him about it, and he's like, yeah, like, you know, I, I'm, I, there was a number of those plays where I dropped the ball where I was thinking too much about, you know, spin moving out of a tackle or spin moving up Running field. into a safety. Yeah, well, that, yeah. that too. Um, so I want to see natural hands catches from Quentin Johnson, and I want to see Tyler Scott yes. light up the turf out here. He's fast. That dude is a fun player to watch. He's a fun player to from watch. Cincinnati. Go ahead. Fun player to watch, uh, Scott, from Cincinnati. But the guy... You talking about Quentin Johnson? The body catching thing is everything, and so that gauntlet it's going to go one or two ways. You. It could expose it's you. It's going to be great, or it's going to be really, really ugly. Yeah, and, and if it's really, really ugly, and, it's a and, problem. And early on in the gauntlet, because Red likes to drill. That's my favorite drill. If he bobbles the ball, the next one may hit him in the nose. Yes. Yeah. The next one. That's so, the, so that's yeah. that's the thing. It's in the head. I hope he spent a lot of time practicing because if he bobbles that 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 first one and he looks around, it's going to hit him right in the nose. Boop. And every once in a while, there's one quarterback out here throwing that was, that's like, going to make a go point. Tyree like, Jackson. He wants yeah. to show everyone how strong that arm yeah. is. There's always one guy who's throwing rockets. I want to see Jalen Hyatt. Um, is Jalen running? Do we know? 
I haven't seen anything on oh, that you yet. You got the gas. Yeah. Real the gas. High, the high octane gas. Real life gas. And it's just because you think he's a long strider. Trust me, he can get there real quick. He's going to he's gonna run real fast if he runs. Tyler Scott will be fast. Um, this is an interesting year because so many small wide receivers, although Zay Flowers has gotten more jacked. He's been hitting the weights. But Josh Downs, Zay Flowers, uh, Jordan Addison, little Tank Dell, who's oh. going to run in the low four threes. Look, he, tiny. he's 163 at the combine, but you can't like, can you get hurt if no one touches you ever? Shoot, That's he got 10 I pounds know. on Tutu Atwell. Duh. Yeah, no, <laughs> I know. Like, so in, in the game, see, the, here's the dilemma that all these scouts and teams will have when it comes to those little guys. What was the last, who's the last little guy that we've seen dominate the game? It's hard to find. wide receiver. It's just really hard to find. And when people bring up Tyreek Hill, he's built like a he running is, back. He is he's, stacked. Yeah, yeah, these other dudes are not built like that. And so when I look at Josh Downs and Jordan Addison and those guys, I really, really wonder uh, how those guys are going to perform. And, you know, it's, it's just tough in a big man's game to have the little guy out there taking all those shots. And I hear Smith and Jigba's not going to run. Ah. So that was the big question on him is what's he going to run? And so he's not, he's not running. He's going to run the 40? Is he going to catch? He's gonna... I don't know. Hopefully, because that's his strength. There's yeah. no reason not to. But, you know, people want to know his 40. And I'm that, really that, curious that to see if he that. even runs it at a – because more and more there's there's players here and there who decide we're just not going to run at all. He's going to try and skirt it. I think he's a 4 5, five guy. Um I love his route running ability. I think yeah. he's the yeah. best route running the thing. However, I am surprised. More wide receiver coaches that I talk to, they say he's a slot only. I see him as somebody who could go outside there like, nah, but this dude is a slot only really? player. And if he's only a slot player, it diminishes his value. Yeah, everyone's putting him stuff. so high. I don't have him there for the very reason you're talking about, Buck. I don't know that he can just shake people and get away from people outside. I'm not sure that the premium athletes don't cover him up. Now, I know the ball skills are great. I have no doubt about that. Yeah. Contested yeah. catches. But I do wonder, and he's a good route runner, but I kind of think the same way. He's going to be more of a big slot. Um, and if you're a big slot, and I think Jordan Addison for me is more of a slot. Like, how high can you take those guys? That's that's my question in this yeah. year's draft. And see, my thing with Jordan Addison, it looked one way at Pittsburgh, it looked a different way at USC. Yeah. He played, in my estimation, with a better quarterback at USC than he did Pittsburgh. And it's a different offense, but I didn't see him dominate the pack. Can well. he pick it that way? I didn't disparage him. We're talking about Caleb <laughs> We're Williams. Talking about two first rounders. So yeah. Number I'm one. He played. But I'm with Jordan Production Addison. Production was way different. Yeah. Way different. Way didn't different. dominate the Pac 12. And by all accounts, I love the ACC as an ACC guy. It's a little different. It's a little different. He he dominated ACC, didn't dominate Not, not the as much 12. in the pack. All right. Yeah, so. Um, all right, so we've got – see, we didn't get to tight ends. We'll get to that. We've got more pods. Dalton Kincaid that. is all you need that's to worry about. That's all you need to know. Dalton Kincaid, in terms of a route runner, he's the guy. Darnell Washington from Georgia is the athlete. I really just – I really, bet on Luke. Musgrave. Musgrave from Morgan State. Good point. Um, I really disturbed some Jets fans by saying if Dalton Kincaid is there at 13, they should fill out the card and go up and get it. Get him a guy. They were not happy about it. Who Sorry. Did get? Who did they want at 13? They were, they were just very, they were very um, in their feelings about Jeremy Rucker. And they were like, well, we just drafted a tight end. Like, doesn't mean you can't go get a better one. You can always 12. Yeah. 12 personnel. You ever heard of 12? That's, That's sweeping the nation. Oh, uh, all right. So we got a lot more coming up for you this week. We've got wrap up pods uh, each and every day. Preview pods. We got the whole deal uh, coming up here for you. So looking uh, looking forward to spending the next couple of days here in Indianapolis. Again, we'll be back. We got combine today coming up here in a little we while. Do. Coming up. Um, and then, of course, uh, we've got all the drills in action on NFL plus on NFL Network. I mean, you've got millions of different ways uh, to watch all the great content that we're going to put out here for you in Indianapolis over the next few days. Thanks for listening to Move the Six. Back with you later.
Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Turns out a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit MrsMyers.com today. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there. Way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu.